Hey y'all, it's Matt here with a quick production note. This episode was recorded live as part of our 24-hour Extra Life live stream. And because of the way we recorded it live that day, uh, the audio might sound a little bit weird to you. Hunter's audio is going to be clean and crisp and beautiful, but myself, Dane, and EJ are all coming in through his Discord. So apologies for the kind of weird audio, but... As an alternative to listening to this right now in your earbuds or whatever, this episode will be made available on YouTube with the video that was done part of the live stream the day that we filmed it. So uh, if if you're kind of off put by the audio of this, you could check it out over there. I'm not going to say the audio is going to be wildly better, but it's another way to watch it. So take your take, you know, pick your poison and enjoy the episode. This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 164, Farewell TI4 Base Game. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Uh, we're we are going to uh, say goodbye. Say goodbye to this thing. We've got myself. I've got my co-host Hunter. Hi, Hunter. Hello, hello, Matt. Uh, my name's Hunter. I'm the co-host of this. I'm the co-host of the show. Uh, it's me and Hunter. And hey, EJ, how are you doing, EJ? I'm really good. Thank you for having good. me on. My name is EJ. <laughs> I am part of the podcast. Uh, we also have with us today Dane Beltrami and his beautiful dog. Hi, Dane. Hello. It's not my dog. <laughs> it is beautiful. Yep. We're going to talk about uh, the fact that this is all over. We're done with base game. We finished the strategy guides. Uh, and it is Prophecy of Kings from here on out. There's plenty of people out there in the wild that literally have a copy. Dane, I think you have a copy. Do you have a box <laughs> you can sh- hold up in front of the camera? Oh, my God. There it is. Heck, Prophecy yeah. Right there. Right there. In the flesh. Just kidding. <laughs> it's empty no uh so what do we do what, what should we i don't know let's just lead it off well twitch chat throw out stuff too we'll we'll hit on your memories as well but uh let's talk about the first three years of ti4 base game the first question i guess i would have for you dane just to lead things off uh after three years is like the meta and everything like is base game is it everything you hoped it would be? I mean, it kind of exceeded my expectations, to be honest. I was I was a pretty junior developer at the time that I started that, so I definitely learned a lot from it. Uh, definitely wasn't expecting it to achieve what it did, so I, I'm really happy. Well, good. I mean, we're we're happy too. I'm I'm more happy about Prophecy of Kings and excited for what's <laughs> oh. to come. <laughs> But uh, kind of a uh, weird almost diss there, Matt. Like, why almost, is that you're almost, no, you're I'm excited down, for all the new stuff. You can just That's say they're both good. You don't have to like put one down to. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Um, I don't know, Hunter. Do you have a do you have a favorite memory from uh, TI4 base game these three years? Oh, awesome! I'm glad. I'm, this is a great question. I'm glad I get to answer it first because I can pick the easiest answer which is the <laughs> finals for the tournament this year. The end of that game is my yeah. favorite moment of the first three years of Twilight of Imperium 4. 
Uh, Pretty ridiculous. Also, hilariously, a thing that lives in infamy on our YouTube channel in terms of YouTube comments that say, wait, what happened? What is the end of this game? Which is so we crazy because so... I put text on I know, the you screen put text up. that explains what's happened. we were freaking happened. out so much that people didn't understand what was happening when uh, Duke Lukem took someone, won a combat, didn't play the secret objective that they should have played when they win a combat, to then go on the ground, win the next combat, and then pop Imperial, score a point, and then also... It was like mm -hmm. a four-point swing for the win uh, with, like, full-on swag moves. It was the coolest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Uh, it, it was pretty nuts. I actually got in trouble with my roommates... Because uh, you were screaming? ...off that night. Yeah, because they actually talked to me later in a very not funny way. They were like, you screamed at the... And they were like, we get it. You're doing something. It's important to you. They were like, you screamed <laughs> at the top of your lungs, and it was about, like, 10 <laughs> o'clock at night... And they said they were really freaked out. They almost came in to check on what was going on because they thought I'd done something and like really hurt myself like bad. And and then they were just like, okay, well, I guess we won't. I, maybe he, he seems fine. Maybe he's okay. Yeah. But yeah, they were like, please do not ever do that. Ever. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. I have a question from the chat. And this is kind of a big question. And I'm oh, glad good. that Matt yeah. hasn't asked it because it's a big me question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This and, is important. And I kind of already know the answer to this, but so you've just demonstrated to the audience that, that you have a dog. Um, and it, in Twilight Imperium, there are now two cat-based factions or, or factions that have anthropomorphic cats are featured prominently. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. has happened before we have received, which is you're the gift giver of TI, and we sh you should have made this for us, a anthropomorphic <laughs> doggy faction maybe even a puppy mm -hmm. faction they're only they stay <laughs> i've made it better now in my brain right now why is there why is there no dog faction even though why you seem no to like box? dogs like there's no space dogs yet there were two space cats first of all i don't have a dog that's my roommate's dog oh. <laughs> second out. of all stars dog faction that, those aren't dogs those are like those are like not, weird bears moles they're very they're they're a completely different breed of thing no, they're, they're 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 not not dogs not not they're, dogs straight from dane straight from the horse's <laughs> mouth not not dogs the I'll, I'll i'll say this these the cats okay maybe i changed the question the cats are unambiguously cats they're not like <laughs> sort of cat-ish or like maybe it's a cat maybe it's a possum you know they're definitely cats. You'd have to be crazy to be like those are these are not cats. I just think it's crazy because we have other space dog. Like, why don't we get to have the dog from Space Fox that goes at the beginning of Corneria, right? I don't understand why we can have that dog in space, but you can't give us like a very clear Admiral dog sign. You know, like that, that should be a Armageddon relay and tell me that is not a good boy because you would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> actually that is fair it's almost like it's been addressed a little bit all right so so, so sar is dog confirmed however sar is dog I, I i'll then shift to this there are two cats i think there's room for another breed of dog in in yeah. the galaxy dalmatian faction i'm ready for it Dalmatian. The fire dogs the space <laughs> the fire dogs of gorble berries <laughs> of garbosha Bring back Garbosia, Dane. Tell us and your opinions an, on Garbosia and why you didn't include it in uh, a Buffy big question. Kings. 
really gonna you're gonna you're gonna do this to me on stream. I'm gonna air dirty laundry. <laughs> I feel it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Garbosia would be, I guess, like not a real planet name. So. <laughs> do you know whose idea was Gar was Garbosia Corey's idea? I feel that's I don't feel, know. It feels uh, like it a feels Corey like idea. Idea. I, I bet Corey named it Garbo yeah. Garboja. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly my... excited for all of the new planets uh, coming to Prophecy Kings. And obviously, I'm excited that you also chose to not only do TI3 planets and that there's some new stuff. Do you have a favorite TI4 Prophecy of Kings new planet? Yes, I do. Because the art is awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not Crawdaddy. <laughs> 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 Can you, uh, are you allowed to explain what crawdaddy is maybe not i don't know i don't think so because it involves saying the rest of the names on that list <laughs> and this is a pg podcast <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll find the name of the planet that sure I really like. we'll come back around we'll, to we'll, it we'll, 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 we'll uh ej ej do you have a favorite memory just from base game a, a memory of a game or an event or anything like that not really but i <laughs> did enjoy <laughs> hanging out with you guys playing the game <laughs> now my favorite memory is definitely is is uh first holiday spectacular um, oh wow yeah. it's still it's still the car ride home with connor after he pooped on our entire experience uh and and messed up the whole game for us it me and him <laughs> laughing all the way as i was dropping him home. off it's one of wow. the funniest things so yeah it's still <laughs> it it's hard to top that mo moment that was also the first recorded head desk matt that was the first time yeah, we got uh, you i mean it was definitely yeah. not your first head desk because you've been doing no, it your whole game. life but yep. it was the first time the audience got to experience it i am gonna miss that this this podcast being space cats peace turtles without the apostrophe after the s and cats because now there are more cats so oh, <laughs> oh. Space cast is peace turtles now and that's not fun yeah i like the idea of it being cats apostrophe like it's space cats peace turtles like right. the peace turtles belong to the space oh cats. it's possessive but now okay. there are multiple cats so it's possessive right. of these turtles right. now well wouldn't they be at this point dane did you figure out that favorite system yeah your favorite planet Kildry Sandhacked. Trying to look it up, right? Now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, sweet. People will have to pull up their copies when they once they have them. That's hilarious. That that's your favorite when it's like a just it's like such a terrible, terrible it's little a planet. Zero one. one is the, they yeah. have they have awesome, awesome planet art. <laughs> yeah, actually, Kildry you're totally right. Sandhack. Dude, Kildry has like so many colors in it. That's the, you don't normally see that many colors in these planets. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Is there anything? Is there any planet from TI three uh, that you wish you had brought in? Is there anything you miss from the <laughs> from the boats, the boatload of uh, planets being left behind? Besides Garbosia, obviously. Garbosia. Hey, you know, f first of all, <laughs> I'm not saying that Garbosia doesn't exist. I'm saying it's probably like a like a mercenary nickname for a planet mm -hmm. that has a real name. Right, so you need to you need to sneak that into the flavor text of one of these planets of previously also known as Garbosia. I miss like Industrex. That's a crazy Tempesta. The double the double skips, right? Both of those were double skip planets and just really terrible names. Oh, terrible names. <laughs> well, let's let's talk a little bit more TI four base game. Things things are crazy in crazy amounts about to change. 
Um, we're going to get way more deal making and everything, but it's, it's almost at this point hard to remember how much more deal making was added with TI4 considering how much trade uh, changed. And I don't know if we've ever like talked to you at length, Dane, about kind of what went into we probably I mean, we, we interviewed you within the first year or so of the show. And I think we touched on it lightly, but I'm, I'm curious what you saw in TI3 change and I mean, in, in TI3 trade and kind of what you were trying to accomplish with TI4 trade. And I guess if you think you were successful, especially considering P Prophecy of Kings pushes it to like a whole nother mechanical level in terms of like now we're trading more and more abilities rather than just trade goods and promissory notes. I mean, with, with TI3, it was the problem that I didn't really care for was seeing trade agreements get locked down on round one and then that's the whole rest of the game and then right maybe a pair was broken but there was no way to re-up them right so turning it into yeah. so your main goal was to turn it into some sort of mechanic that is every round we're still negotiating there's not there's we, we didn't finish the negotiations round one we, we have to re-figure it out every single round mm -hmm. i i know early on and especially like if you listen to what episode five of our podcast where we talked about trade that's where hunter and i were like absolutely fawning over this thing because just the the idea that everything was now kind of on the table uh like anything really felt tradable because of how open the commodity system was and it's kind of crazy how much more that's opening up but i wonder how much we are afraid of how much more it's opening up hunter i, I don't know if you if you feel this way i'm not saying it as a bad mm -hmm. thing but i'm saying now the game has such a mental weight to it where there's like well i gotta double check everybody's agent and also see if there's any alliances i want to get out okay. there and yeah, make yeah. sure there's no heroes on the horizon like are you sometimes afraid of the negotiating weight with prophecy of kings i don't think i am but uh yeah. but i do want to say two things about this idea in general i feel like uh, the trading is what has kind of, I think, made the game feel like it has even more longevity than maybe yeah. third edition would have felt to me on the whole, because it's the part that feels the most dynamic, the part that changes the most from game to game, from player to player. Um, I guess the only thing I could talk about as far as fear goes is uh, length of game time, right? Like it's not, <laughs> that's not a part that like makes the game shorter to play. Yeah. Um, however, I feel like in, uh, in the time that we've had, at least with base game, uh, we've gotten remarkably fast. So I don't mm -hmm. feel like there's so much being added that I don't think eventually the shorthand is going to get so, you know, it's going to be just yeah. like with base game, it's going to be possible to play it with the expansion, uh, you know, within four or five hours, if you're like playing with a fast group, I do want to ask a question though, that the chat uh, was asking, um, Alec Mort, uh, and I think someone else asked this as well. This is for you, Dane. Calculating poet. Oh, calculating poet. Uh, uh, Dane, ha what all editions of Twilight Imperium have you played? I feel like we've asked this before, but I, I don't quite remember. Uh, so I, st I started on TI3 with no expansions. Um, I have, during the develop the core development of TI4, I played, or rather set up, and kind of dinked around with TI2 and eventually TI1. Um, as people around the office found copies and brought them in. <laughs> Not any real gameplay experience, I guess. W were there any ideas you can remember that maybe you specifically re like things that from TI2 maybe that were lost in TI3 that you tried to pull back into TI4? Is there anything like that to your recollection? No, not really. Um, yeah. they, 
it was like a very different uh, mm-hmm. victory. It wasn't like a bad system. Um, right. It's just the, the way that if I recall correctly, it was, you know, you had all these different things in each category you had to hit like in economics and warfare, but they weren't like uh, rotating objectives. Like they were just tiers you had to hit before you could claim victory maybe. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything that I brought forward. I mean, obviously I barely remember even what it looked like. Right. Right. Uh, spirit thing has a question and I'm, and I'm wondering how much you'll be able to, to kind of talk to just this idea, but they ask, is there anything in POK that is a spiritual successor to mercenaries and, and more to add to that? Uh, what, what were your thoughts on TI three mercenaries and, and, and were you interested in bringing them into TI four and kind of where did that all go for you? Uh, I wouldn't say that. So the the leader system in TI in in POK is was kind of supposed to be just you know all of the various character systems kind of combined into one. An early rendition of that system saw something that was more akin to mercenaries than ended up in POK. Um, so maybe not really, but I guess in the sense that all the mercenaries had kind of like a little special thing going. I mean, that's kind of how the 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 leaders are in POK. So sort of right. Yeah, uh, and especially the agent. I mean, the fact that the agents are so tradable, they all they, they act as mercenaries. But instead of mercenaries that are like a third party, it's like you have a mercenary that you can lend out to the rest of yeah, the table. Is yeah, is how I would say it feels. You can trade them in TI three or anything. Or if you could, I don't remember. Um, I know you got them. Yeah, no. Card. I remember. A, I remember always wanting to get a couple of them because they were s- stupid strong. Um, compared to the others uh but yeah yes and no i guess that's the that's the, the right the right there, there's no real spiritual spiritual successor but there's they're kind of a thematic successor uh, i have a i have a question that someone asked in chat but that i feel like would just be a good this is also it's kind of a weird question it's hard to imagine even what my answer would be to this what are we going to miss about just the base game without not that Obviously, you can still play the base game. It's not like if right. the expansion comes out, you go, you can only play expansion. Except for actually, if you listen to the show, you have to only you have to only play POK. We'll be kicking you That's out it. if you only play base <laughs> We're game. We're moving on. You won't you, mysteriously. It will disappear from your feed. It's crazy <laughs> how we're going to be able to do that. But what, if anything, will uh, everyone here miss about base game? As just I, imagine it's going one. away. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, mine is. I am excited for exploration and I like what it adds to the game, but there's a certain level of me that will miss how fast round ones can go. Like with a really experienced group, the fact that you can just burn through a round one Mm -hmm. super duper fast. And now it's like, well, now, I mean, a a good group will still go decently fast, I would say, but like there's a lot of choices to make uh, with exploration involved in the mix. And so um, I, I feel like that's the thing I might miss the most is just like how quickly you can kind of get into the mid game. Whereas prophecy of Kings exploration almost makes the early game immediately the mid game and you just have to be ready for it. Yeah. You know, I, I want to offer, I'm not going to, it's, it's, I'm not going to disagree with you on what you will miss. That's silly. But just to (laughs) say this though, just as like another thing, um, I enjoy how the first like the first round feels more fun to me yeah okay because you literally find goodies you know it's great ej anything you'll miss from uh from base game now that pok is coming out you may not you're not you're the least familiar with what is to come here so i am the least familiar but i have played some pok um i think 
uh, <laughs> allegedly. Um, but, <laughs> Your name's in the book, so hopefully. <laughs> so I might have, may or may not have played some POK at this point. Um, uh, the uh, yeah, I think the thing I'm going to miss the most is uh, kind of what Matt's saying, but more more so like down the whole game, like kind of uh, like the simplicity of the game for me now at this point. Uh, and the, kind of the, the way that the metas evolve and everything. And now that we're at this spot where it's really cool to see whenever a game hits like kind of its peak where it's like there's still so much more that can be done even in the base game. And mm-hmm. now we're like adding more. So it's like so that's exciting. But at the same time, it's like, wow, you know, there's still so much that I felt like I still needed to learn. Um, so I, I guess, you know, some of the simpler mechanics and things like that. But I think I, I really enjoyed playing this allegedly playing this game so uh, <laughs> it's uh it's hard for me to say that i'm gonna miss a whole lot yeah yeah dane do you have anything anything you'll you'll miss now that you're fully into pok uh, man i don't know not really i'm i mean i'm gonna miss yeah. when people when joel nar was the, the one that everybody was yelling at me about <laughs> That's specifically what I'm not going to miss. I'm very excited for Jolnar to now be in the running and I can play Jolnar without feeling any shame because that was the problem with base game is anytime I played Jolnar, it was like, oh, okay, well, I guess your win is already an asterisk. And it's like, no, but I just really like what they have. I just want to play Jolnar and I don't want to feel bad for it. So (laughs) that's the thing I'm most excited about is the fact that I get to play Jolnar with no shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No no shame Joe not Joe Narver. No, no, no shame November. <laughs> Good job, EJ. <laughs> Joel, Joel now all the shame is on what? Titans and Sar, I guess. Sure. Maybe. I think I feel like people on the Discord have, have possibly demanded that I I hold your feet to the coals on Titans and ask like why you why you do this, Dane? <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. I'm overhyping Titans so that everybody thinks it will be as bad as it possibly could be that way. <laughs> expectations are at least met or understated. So or overstated. So so why? Why not? I, <laughs> I mean to be fair, uh, we're talking about you know, you were trying to make a new thing and there were already 17 of that thing, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, Titan Titan is just I want it to I want it to be a lot of things and so it became a lot of things and it stayed a what, lot of things. What are those things? Can you speak to that? Like what did you specifically want Titans to be? Uh special cruiser, special PDS, uh terraforming. Okay. Those are the three right. things and and what we got was those three things and also unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> it's not unstoppable. <laughs> Uh, here's one from, uh, calculating poet. No, sorry. Uh, humble checkmate. What faction had the biggest jump in prophecy of Kings and which faction had the weakest gains? Would you say, I mean, Winu has to be the biggest jump, right? Winu Yin had, I feel like a huge jump. Um, yeah, maybe. yeah I, no, I agree big. with that. Who else had a really big jump? I mean, I, I, I think Muat. Yeah. There, there's what? there's diehard Muat people out there though that would say they were always good, but Muat definitely got a lot of new tools. I don't think Arbrek got the most, but they got a lot. Yeah. Um, I think as far as they didn't get a ton of like direct boost, maybe Mentak. 
Yeah, I think I think people are feeling that with Mentec. I'm feeling that a bit with Nalu, and that's not a problem for me at all. Nalu had a significant advantage in base game, and and they got some just sort of like decent enough tools, and I think that is a hundred percent okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with especially with Mentec. Is there any systems you wanted to add to the expansion but didn't make it in, or a version of a component you liked but it just didn't work? Any anything uh, left on the on the on cutting the room floor? Yeah, letting you all talk me out of letting Stellar Converter hit any planet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that goes with anything. That that's also Nova Seed, right? The idea you you were. Totally fine with Nova Seed hitting home systems was, at one point. I was totally fine with Nova Seed and Stellar Converter hitting everything. But that's it for for I, the audience. Let's explain I, what those two components are. So Nova Seed is the Muat uh, hero that destroys mm-hmm. an entire system tile, um, and that is non mechatol non home system. But at one point, Dane was like, "I don't care, man." <laughs> Kill it all. Just whatever. <laughs> and, and there were situations where Muat would nuke their own home system so that nobody could take their home system. Wow. And score points off of it or That's whatever. That's hilarious. You know, stupid. Yeah. Stellar Converter action choose one non home, non legendary planet, allegedly, other than Mechatol Rex in a system that is adjacent to one or more of your units that have bombardment. Destroy all units on that planet and purge its attachments, and its planet card. Then place the destroyed, oh, planet, yeah, the destroyed planet on token, that planet yeah. and purge this card. So basically, essentially the same thing as Nova Seed, but to a specific Well, Nova planet. Seed is like you a were, whole hex, and then... Yeah, Nova Seed is a whole hex, and this is a specific planet. Rough. Rough. So a power great enough to envelop a star such that its energies might be concentrated oh and scattered. Sorry. If I see flavor text, I just that voice um, comes up. When are you going to start like trying to be like a like start pursuing a career in voice acting? I literally want to do what I really want to do, Hunter. I haven't told you this, but my my next goal for the podcast is to just start throwing uh, up episodes in the middle of the feed, like on a, on like on Sundays or whatever. Yeah, that are just like the backs of faction sheets that I've just read to myself <laughs> and then recorded <laughs> and put put in the feed. Like it's just like a fifteen minute like here's Barony. In the barony of you know whatever yeah. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I just want to do that. I mean, I think that's what you're truly best at, and <laughs> that's I that's what barony people was want. Irish, didn't we? Didn't you already make that canon? Uh, I don't make think what? I don't think we are allowed to make things canon. But <laughs> I think I think of, of them as two separate canons. There's Space Cats, Peace Turtles, right. Twilight Imperium, and then there's Twilight Imperium, Twilight Imperium. <laughs> I did a Barony character in the live episode at Gen yeah. Con, and he was, that was Irish. Barony Hunter was a hundred. Well, yeah, that was not much Irish though. I, I really I gave up on the Irish accent uh, very very quickly. Uh, does POK introduce any new? versus factions specifically referring to we've in the in the past we've done episodes like yin versus soul mentak versus hakan right these these factions that sort of have a duality to them can you think of any new factions that specifically mirror off of or interact with one other faction in a really specific way Mm. i'm trying to think myself of one that might have that going for him i mean i guess you could say our argent titan oh right like lore-wise, they even have... Or wait, no, that's Argent Mahat. Yeah, Argent, Argent just because they have just a slightly easier time with uh, 
the Saturn Engine 2s with all the sustained damage. Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I kind of like, in my head, I just want to say, and this is probably, this probably doesn't actually make sense, but Empyrean and Ghosts, I feel like, because they're both kind, kind of, of trying to take up space. You know what I mean? Right, right. I can see that. Someone said Empyrean and Hakan as well, both like very, very deal making, but Empyrean is sort of the dark side of deal making. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hakan is the light side of deal making. I'm, I'm into that. I mean, I'm very excited uh, for, for Hakan. Cabal versus Necro. I don't know about that so much. Cabal versus everything is sort of a counter of, you know, I'm just going to eat your, your plastic. Uh, Dane, mm. why did we get an Irish faction before we got a Scottish faction? <laughs> Irish faction? <laughs> and what? Oh, wait. What? The Barony of Letnev. No, notoriously Irish Barony of Letnev. That is news to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you call it's the uh, Dunlane Reaper. That's quite <laughs> Irish. Oh, I see. Uh, Dunlane, Dunlane Crater is is the, oh gosh, it's the name of where their city, their mm. only surface is located or something like that. Uh, it's, not, it's not a name I came up with. I don't think that it's. I don't think sure, it's- but it's called Dunlane, so I think we can all agree that the Dunlane Reaper is quite he Irish. He went for it. <laughs> <sighs> he never backs off, you know. He just uh, he just he goes right. He has no <laughs> he has no shame, you know. He's just like he's. I wish you did stand up, Matt, because your be ability terrible. to there's no, there's no jokes. There's just voices that I do. It'd be like worse yeah, than but- what's the puppet guy. Worse than uh, the puppy. Wor- wor- worse than, worse than the Jeff Dunham. We're, gonna, we're really yeah, going to have Dunham. an episode where we call out Jeff Dunham. That's, <laughs> is that something that's happened now? He's a perfectly nice guy. Uh, <laughs> it's just his friends, dude. He just fell in with the wrong crowd. It's you just know? His terrible. It's just Jose Jalapeno, dude. They're the problem. <laughs> it's not him, dude. He's a nice guy. Uh, I just think you'd be good at stand up because you you just try, you know? And like, that's <laughs> yeah, the thing. No, that's how there. people get good at stand up, is they're just not willing to say no to themselves. And then that's how you make it. <laughs> That's it. It's not about being funny or not being funny. It's just about like refusing to stop. Yeah. Um, Dane, Codex stuff was developed kind of in the middle of or even slightly after some POK stuff. Is that right? I, I guess the, the, the real question here is how much uh, was POK factored into the development of Codex and vice versa? POK was done by the time Codex started. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the changes made were ones that I made to hopefully fit into both. I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like the biggest thing we see with that is how Majin has a couple weird, mostly with Arborek, right? Like Ma- Majin yeah. is better, um, and is better in POK, except for it feels like Arborek had a, sl- the, the Arborek mechs have, uh, planetary shield which no longer interacts with Majin which means it's not something that specifically um, yeah, combos as much with Arborek it's still a decent thing it definitely is yeah just having planetary shield on the planets that you want to protect your ground forces is is quite good uh, just not quite the same as as Majin um, uh, Milsey asks how do you guys like the codex components effect on the base game specifically not POK 
we've been playing with base game plus codex for a little bit now. I, my favorite thing is that I'm still just not used to the action cards. I mean, I've only I probably only played four games with codex action cards. I've wow. gotten used to the other components. I know Hunter's played many, 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 many more games. That just blows me away. Codex I know it's probably it's maybe slightly more than four, but regardless, I I still haven't drawn that many codex action cards, so they are all still total surprises to me. Uh, which is very fun. I just like the, the action card deck being um, at least somewhat surprising. Yeah, I mean, if if I can speak to this for a second, I think in general, just what excites me about where we're at right now is that we're back in the beginning stages of the show a little bit is kind of what it feels like, where mm-hmm. um, I play games now and, you know, we're, I'm not a... I, I, I would never toot my own horn of being like a great player or anything. Uh, in fact, I suck. Uh, but uh, I feel like I got to this place with base game where if I made a mistake, I was like, yep, yeah, that's a mistake because of blah, blah, blah thing or of X action card. I shouldn't have done this because uh-huh. I know that action card is out there and it's going to get me. And now I play games and maybe I win, maybe I lose. But sometimes I'm just like surprised by the game. Yeah. Like it'll just be like, <laughs> oh, this happened. And just so you know, that's I didn't something know that you can happen. do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I lose or something and it feels good. I like those losses. Like the very first time that we played, Matt, um, I didn't understand. I like half read Graviton laser systems, like half yeah. read it. Right. Didn't understand right. how it worked. And then I immediately, my first attack I sent some ships where Matt could shoot. Matt was playing as extra. I was playing as soul. And I sent a bunch of ships with a fighter screen right into his PDS. And he just without thinking about it and decimated it, <laughs> completely decimated me. And I remember just having this feeling of like, of like I was excited and then it was over. And I felt like <laughs> this game is now going to kind of suck for me right now, but I've, I've grown and I feel myself growing right now, you know, and I like that feeling of, you know, the game kind of being a teacher, you know, uh-huh. and sometimes it's got a boppy on the head with the stick, you know, like <laughs> splinter or something, you know, you have any specific bops that have happened to you, Hunter with POK? Can you, can, um, I, I think I know. Of one. So, uh, yeah, well, so, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll shout out TG Welch for this, but, uh, the first game that I played as, uh, the Titans, these uh, oh, oh, super hyped Titans. I was like, I'm going to win because they're so good, you know? And uh, I had all this, you know, PDS and stuff and uh, was, and it's all really good. And you just feel so like solid. And honestly, you kind of just end up like activating your own slice over and over. And you're like pl- kind of playing your own game and nobody can really touch you. <laughs> However, there is now solar flare is a card that exists and that just cancels <laughs> out all the PDS, right? So if, if the PDS can't shoot at you, then someone can uh, take your home system and a TG Welch hit me good. Uh, and, and it was literally <laughs> like a final round. I'm going to win unless they can take my home system. And then that was very doable. Like I remember being like, there's, <laughs> I've got this. There's no way there's nothing I can think of that would really help, you know? But uh, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. There's also, um, Elysium also do what? You would use your hero already? Yes, yeah. That's why I was like, there's no way. I'm so solid. Like, even if they had a bunch of maneuvering jets, it's like, this is way too much heat. Nobody can handle this. <laughs> uh, there's there's never Scanlink a cultural planet now uh, until the DMZ has yeah. been Yeah, oh, I forgot about that, too. <laughs> that was awful. That was a bad thing that happened to me where I got a DMZ in... <laughs> 
A DMZ killed one of my space docks is something that can happen. So you have to be careful <laughs> that you don't discover that the place where you've been built, it doesn't even, what's the logic there? <laughs> what's happening thematically, okay? There's a space dock on a planet making stuff, okay? It's just churning out stuff. And then one day they just find out, whoa, this has been a DMZ the whole time. No, we gotta pack it up, boys. I was gonna say my most recent lesson I think I learned was just throwing away everything to build, get some relics real fast and ended up getting relics that are worth points straight out the gate and immediately become the hot potato. Oh, yeah. Target. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. Get Shard of the Throne, like, immediately as Nazaroka and just like, oh, uh-oh, uh, uh, nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> Anything about that, and I'd be in a position, a really good position right now. Should we transition more to, like, things from base game we are good are going to be kind of out of the way now? I feel like that's the next logical step. Wait, what right? do you mean? So, like, well, let's let's talk about um, the the style. I'm not gonna. So here's a weird way to put this: wind making isn't gone, right? If anything, wind making might be more powerful than ever, or wind slaying might be more powerful than ever with heroes. But at the very exist. least, there. <laughs> EJ says wind making doesn't exist. Not real. But no, yeah, I agree. Not real. The tools we have now are all so much more prevalent and uh, foreseeable. Whereas I feel like in base game wind making is generally pretty static of either people have ships in range or they don't and so like i mean like today's game even like i had it on lockdown and the only reason it was stopped is because milty had a had a good um you know surprise thing but there wasn't really any tools anybody had against my my win and and i feel like with POK, we're going to see more things where it's like, well, you know, just taking diplomacy in the last round isn't enough to secure your victory. Now, now you do have to fight against some heroes and some some abilities that allow people to pull command counters or whatever. Like, just there's way more stuff on the table that's going to open up that last round quite a bit. And I'm I'm excited for that. I've seen people that are nervous about it, but I I think it's a good thing because um, I think there's nothing more boring than a game that's just kind of like, oh, well. So and so has it, unless I don't know, unless somebody has a secret they can score. I guess we'll just wait and see if that happens. Cool, great. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the the factions really shape the game now. You know, like yeah, right. When you play now with ghosts and that they're going to get to use that ghost hero, that's not like oh maybe that will happen, maybe that won't. Like right, no, that's, that's going to happen. happen. <laughs> like that's and and so that means like every game with ghosts now has a particular flavor to it and it's a it's a real spicy kick that one you know yeah <laughs> mamma mia you know it's actually kind of funny that playing in a game with another player playing ghosts i have yet to ever in pok correctly guess which two systems they were going to <laughs> for me i'm just like oh i know this they're gonna switch that that yeah and it always ends up being it totally catches me out of left field and i'm just like oh no that's yeah. perfect I, I feel like that's going to be the case with nova seed as well where it's like people are going to be like this is definitely the one and Muwat's going to be like yeah but actually i just want to kill those two industrial planets over there so sorry y'all not helping i i feel like everybody's really afraid of the wind slaying potential of Muwat, and i just think most games are going to be Muwat going like yeah but i don't have to when i don't have to do that for you all that's not my job i can do whatever i want so i'm gonna kill the thing that helps me and y'all can suck an egg yeah, yeah. my job dude 
I hope that that with all of the deal making that can happen in Prophecy of Kings, that's my biggest hope is that more people take that line of logic. That's just like figure it out on your own. You got all kinds of tools. This is not a this is not a co-op game. I'm not responsible for you and giving up those points in round three. Uh, this is round six and it's time to to, to do what you're supposed to do. So I, I hope we see way less. The biggest thing is in those last round wind slaying when someone's like, you have to do it or the game won't end. It's like, I don't care. Pay me anyways. You uh, you have to pay me. That's what I want to see from POK. I think that's a lot of what I, I saw as well during testing was like people would, would theorize about how much insane stuff a hero could do. Like, uh, you know, the Muat hero can, oh my God, kill an entire fleet or whatever, but it's never used to kill an entire fleet. It's always used to like, destroy a single planet that has a pds on it because that allows some crazy plan to act <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's like, so much more like, negligible <laughs> yeah take off some fringe like objective point which ends up winning the game but it's never like what you expect like it's right. it's always it, you know it's, it's impossible to to say that you know it's always going to be used for this huge flashy thing because right. it's it, I think that's everybody's fear with Mahawk. You see people online free, kind of freaking out about Mahawk and like how, you know, they have wind slaying tools. But again, it's like, okay, well, all the stuff has to be in exactly the right place and it has to specifically benefit Mahawk and it has to be something they want to do in general. So is yeah. it really every game Mahat is going to like throw someone under the bus? I, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I've, I've seen Benediction used a lot, not in the, in like, like the penultimate round to, to secure. And uh, you know, an easy objective, um, right? But I haven't seen a lot for the win, and maybe once or twice for home systems. But you know, then there's usually counterplay for it, right? right. Like it's not, it's not just you know, you do a thing and then you win. Um, I I want to I want to ask this question because this is kind of an inside baseball question. Actually, I got okay, I got one one question of my own making right now. This is just like a. I don't know. We're just going to blow smoke up some random people right now. But uh, <laughs> who, if we had to pick a base game, competitive, TI4, GOAT, okay? We're talking the Michael Jordan of TI4 base game because that era is over, all right? Uh-huh. We're done now. Who is the TI4 GOAT? Hunter, do you want to answer the question first? You have yours. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I've got mine. Mine's obvious. I mean, yeah. you can't see it, but right now I'm wearing you all prove, my gear. Can you prove? Wait, there is video right now. Can you prove you have a Magi foam finger right now, or has it all been a ruse? I have my Magi foam finger on all the time when we record, but I don't. <laughs> well, wait, what are you doing? Where's he I going? He has an actual foam he, finger. Uh, okay, yeah. So that's a Arkansas Razorbacks foam finger. Well, no, that does say Magi on it. I do see. It oh wait, Magi. it says Magi. If you like, squint your eyes a little bit. Whoops. Yeah. Okay, so so I actually lent it to Matt. So Matt has my foam finger right now because he wanted to see it. He begged me. He was like, Hunter, please let me see the finger. I want to see it. Can you bring it over? <laughs> and I was like, I should. That be... was the sense. I said, Hunter, please let me see the you finger. You were begging. It was so weird. And I was like, well, I probably shouldn't be coming over to your house because you know it's COVID times. We're not supposed to do that. And then you you said, I'll just open my window. And you sl slide it in from the outside. And I was like, oh, I don't feel like doing that. Your neighbors might see me do that. And you were like, you have to do that. So I did do that. But yeah, no, my my answer, no lie, is, uh, and I think he's watching right now. So there we go. Uh, uh, Unaligned Magi, my favorite TI4 player, always and forever. I think um, 
I think I, I, I mean, I've, I've only seen one finals one by them, but I really do think that Duke Lukum is one of my favorite players to watch. Yeah, he's great. Uh, conversationally, uh, ev- just everything that he does. Uh, he's also a good commentator, so he has that quality. I just like everything that I love. Everything that uh, Luke's got going on. Dane, you follow the scene. <laughs> yeah. You follow the scene really yeah, heavily. Dane? Who's your favorite player? An honorable mention. I don't know about you know in reality where this stacks up, but watching Tyler turn an entire table against one another for absolutely no yeah logical <laughs> reason was super fun during during the 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 Ying, the Inquisition of that one. Uh, what was that? What game was that? I was the game one or two or something like that of the. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love uh, a good love a good Tyler uh, ploy where he just has to talk every talk to everybody, get everybody in on a plan. <laughs> uh, EJ, yeah. I want you. I, I want to hear EJ's right now. Make it a good one. Uh, yeah, because um. you've got such taste. You know, I have taste, dude. That's what they say. They they you're actually, a professional mm-hmm. sports commentator. Yeah, they actually call me up and they're like, mm-hmm. "You've got taste." Um. I don't know. My, my favorite to watch in my uh, like my favorite to watch play is probably it's probably either I mean it's either Duke or it's 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 honestly it's Mantis. But don't tell Mantis I said that. Okay, we're not gonna tell Mantis. <laughs> Nobody tell, don't tell him. him. Yeah. Nobody tell him. It has to be blurred out from the show. I I enjoy the way I'll that Mantis it. approaches the game. He approaches it. I mean, he's never won a tournament, so I don't think at least not to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, uh, the way he approaches the game is always fun to watch. He always approaches it from a different angle. But uh, Duke is probably my favorite because uh, he brought me the single greatest moment of joy in TI that I ever watched. I literally threw my computer on the couch <laughs> and like ran into my kitchen. I didn't know what to do. So uh, I've never been that excited watching a board game. I mean, I'm a sports commentator, so you know me. I'm like, I'm I'm ready to get hype. Yeah, uh, that that was pretty wild. Yeah, everybody should check out. There's the Everybody, I don't know if you guys know, but but uh, EJ has a YouTube channel where he commentates hockey, um, and sometimes, especially you know this year with how you know everybody's just in their separate places. Sometimes EJ, I'll just put it on, and I don't like hockey really, uh, and I definitely <laughs> definitely don't like seeing people I don't really know play hockey like college hockey hockey doesn't i mean that's mean but i but i just don't care it's not bad i just don't care about it but i'll just put it on just be like oh there's ej and now i'm like hanging out with ej you know talking so fast he's talking so fast and so much and how come he doesn't let the other person talk (laughs) you know listening to it you wouldn't know that i don't care about them either (laughs) uh here's a good question from milty matt will we ever see saudor or vefit 2 in one of your future maps I well, I don't know. The the semis map for this coming year's tournament might end up with one or both of them in it. We'll see. The thing is, Saudor and Vefa 2 have no place in base game uh maps because uh they're trash and they throw off the balance <laughs> of everything and and they're 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 not good systems and they don't make for a good map. So okay, that. Wow, that was pretty harsh. That <laughs> just, was just 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 gonna dunk rough. on it. No, but in POK because there's so many more tiles, uh, you the idea of even like trying to like balance things as much is just 
there's no point in it because exploration can change everything. That's true. The idea that empty systems or like planetless systems have a have a value to somebody. Everything has like a different variable value now that there's no point in finding symmetry or balance. That, that, that's been my struggle, honestly. It's been incredibly difficult to try to make tournament maps with uh, with POK because I just I sit down with all the tiles and I go, oh my god, I have. All it's all here. Where do I even start? What do I what am I supposed to do? Right. Uh, and it takes me like 10, 20 minutes to just decide like what kind of the goal or the idea of the map is. And then once I start getting tiles down, I can actually do stuff. But I found Saudor and Vefit too, and and Perimeter now too. Uh, Perimeter is another tile that's kind of like it's a one planet two one, and it's just kind of there. But it it finds its way into maps more often now. Yeah, because who knows what's going to happen fun. with it. So, yeah, right. it's, uh, everything's... Right, it's an industrial planet. It's like, who, who knows what you'll get out of it? Maybe, yeah, maybe like it won't put, be a 2-2. You put Saudor down, and you know exactly what Saudor is going to do. And right. he's not going to do anything right. weird in a in base <laughs> game. Actually, here's somebody just asked a follow-up to that. What's your, Matt, what is... And then I want to ask you this, because then it makes more sense. It doesn't sound like you're just asking yourself cool questions yeah. about yourself sure but sure. matt what is your favorite map that you've made actually i'll ask myself what's my favorite map you've made first and then okay. i and i will answer it too uh i still think that i think you i think you nailed it early i think the prelims yeah. map for 2019 oh. tournament uh was confirmed my favorite actually it's my favorite so is my favorite is finals 2019 oh i agree with that um, that's also that's, very good that's the most fun map to play on period for, for me for in base game i don't know if it'll stand i wonder what that map will be like to play in uh it, it's gonna be funny to go back to base game max with maps with only base game tiles but play it with prophecy of kings and see how different it feels that's yeah. something i would like to try a couple times um but yeah that 2019 finals map has a, just the the things i wanted to accomplish in it and the way that the different map uh the slices talks to each other that that stuff is my is my favorite thing to do with maps. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Dane, do you play Dane with is... pre-made maps much? Not really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like it doesn't Not really cool, make dude. that much sense. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. We don't, you know, we, yeah, we don't making do the map is actually part me, of the game. When me and Dane play, we don't we don't do pre-made. <laughs> we do Mantis AI. So. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. That first game I. I played with everybody. I really, really messed up that that map for everybody. They were all so confused. What? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, because the prevailing logic to a lot of people, at least in like TTS meta, has become like, well, you you got to sort out your own stuff. Don't go messing with other people. And right out the gate, Dane is like supernova in your, in front of your home system. It's like, uh, well, we're playing a different game. Time to get to work. <laughs> EJ, do you agree that ghosts are the Toronto Maple Leafs of TI? Listen, the Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won anything in years. <laughs> That's news to me because uh, ghosts yeah, are pr- ghosts are pretty decent, I think. They're more like the Philadelphia Flyers of TI. So here's here's another good one for EJ. EJ, Jesus. how are you? Going to bid farewell to base game Nuzlocke. Oh, geez. Nuzlocke. <laughs> Gonna miss it. Gotta say, good times, bad times, all around. Bad times, you, I would say. You and, you and Dane, Hunter. do you know what Nuzlocke is? Do you know what EJ did to your board game? Oh. I know what Nuzlocke is in relation to Pokemon and nothing else. Yeah. Perfect. That's you a, you're you're that 75% of the way there. 
So basically, you don't have any plastic that you can get back after you lose it. That's basically the whole. That's the idea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, he threw in some uh, extra rules for like a throwdown on Mechatol X at the end of the game yeah. if it comes to it. If, there, if there's a tie, it's just like, nah, some we, would we say, fight. Some would say my Battle Royale is the best way to end a game of TI. <laughs> How are you gonna change? How are you gonna do that for POK? What's yeah. the plan? Yeah, I think it. I think we're gonna retire. <laughs> I think it's you know I think it's perfect as it is you know so. Well, I will I mean, say this honestly, POK has a little bit of Nuzlocke in it because we now have purged things, things that we throw yeah. away. Okay, so that's kind of a Nuzlocke thing there. So if anything, maybe Dane was sort of influenced. By you being influenced by Nuzlocke. We played a game of Frankendraft today. Dane, thoughts on uh, Frankendraft and its inclusion into Twilight Imperium uh, for le- as, a, as a legitimate thing? I, th- I, I think that Frankendraft is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is right up your alley. <laughs> I, I used to play Dota Ability Draft. Oh, yeah. And that was so much fun. And this is like that but better <laughs> yeah with so with a uh, god so much so much and i can't believe frank draft is i mean if anything pok it's cool it's cool that there's going to be an expansion but it's almost an even bigger deal that frank draft is getting an expansion you know what i mean <laughs> because now frank draft is really going to change frank draft is terrifying i don't even know if it's going to work like i feel like they're still trying to work out some of the kinks of how some of the because there's so many things now that specifically relate to other abilities that you have right like the the mentac agent specifically relates to doing pillage oh totally and so i think franken is having some difficulty figuring out how to work around that those things that will work themselves out or have already been worked out <laughs> uh gremoblin gremoblin uh says are all pok tournaments going to be eight player maps uh i i will say that space cats peace turtles we will still be six player the, mm-hmm. the patreon tournament it will be six player but i know that uh blark knobs gen con tournament will be eight player that's because it's a because it's live their whole goal is to squeeze as many people in you know they want they just want convention goers to have a good time so I know that those will be an eight-player uh, tournament. So those will be 48-person... Is that right? 48? 48-person tournaments. 64? Yeah. Eight, eight. Oh, yeah, yeah, eight, eight. So 64-player tournaments at Gen Con uh, from here on out. Oh, that's great. I didn't even know that. I'm finding that out live. This is a live... Yeah, I'm really excited for I'm... when Gen Con happens ever again. Yeah, so Dave, can we talk video. about what Gen Con was supposed to be like this year? I mean, as, as, as far as, you know, we talked about it um because uh, you know plans were never actually 100 percent finalized sure. that i'm aware of but right i know that there the plan was basically um that the the finals of of um Blark's tournament would be surprise the finalists are playing pok like yeah they were they were going to find a way to squeeze eight games into it and not explain it like eight six player games on base game and they were going to play it and then everyone be like, "Why are there eight? And then it would be revealed. I don't know when. I, I, this again, yeah, it never got worked out. But but after they won, it'd be like, "Okay, cool. For the finals, you're playing this thing you've never seen. Good luck." <laughs> yeah, that would have been yeah. so cool. It was super disappointing. But I yeah. mean, yeah, it's been a year of disappointments. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Same. <laughs> On that like... note, let's close <laughs> let's out. Just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's just like important to like sit in that every once in a while. Yeah. Making, you know, if you're making content this year, every once in a while you just have to say like COVID, right? Well, let's just have a moment. Uh, just another but, moment, right? 
But today was a good day, which is wild. Yeah. Oh, is really it? Is it a good day? I'm not even halfway good through day. this 24-hour business. <laughs> uh, we we are not. <laughs> we are ten hours in. Oh my gosh. Milty Milty asks, how will we approach revisiting base game faction guide for prophecy kings? I think we've touched on this a little bit in the past, but I'm done with guides. I'm never doing a um. I'll like, still do guides, this, but but Matt's this done. Is, no, 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 no. Listen. It's never going to be, this is how to play extra, and this is how you do it, and this is how extra wins. I am so much more interested now, especially considering how many tools are out there. I'm a bit more interested in anecdotal uh, stuff, and so get it, you know, doing a blue-red extra. I'm just making this stuff off the top of my head, but a blue-red extra, seeing how that goes, and, and like laying that out as an episode. Right, just kind of it's similar. I mean, thinking back to like old day nine dailies, where it's just like this person did a crazy, yeah. you know, four game whatever rush. Let's see how it went. And let's analyze if it's valid or not. I would rather do that than try to stake claims on one thing being the way to do it because that's been something that always kicks us in the pants. Anyways, especially I mean this this most recent episode was Arborek, and people are <laughs> not thrilled that we dunked on Arborek for an entire episode. There are people that like it, and I would like to be able to offer those people something. So I want episodes that are like, we tried this Arborek, and this is how it went. Yeah, there, There's the story. That's how it, I that's like how that. it went. I'm not saying well, it's the way to go. It's more honest, because to be honest, or to be real with y'all, we uh, every time we did an episode of the show, we probably at some... The game is so big, and we've had three years. And, and you know, other content creators that know about what we do... I've heard them. They, they when they talk about us, they say like, "You hear about these guys that just talk about Twilight Imperium?" And they say it like that. They say it like these idiots. But let me tell you something right now. I've been playing. I've been playing this game for three years. Okay, and and a lot. And every time that we would do an episode, there would be at least one part of that episode where we were talking about something that we did not even play or test. Like you know what I right. mean? Like. We couldn't. We couldn't. We, there's get no to it. way that we could talk about a faction in an hour or two hours or three hours, which we would sometimes do, and really fully cover every single thing that could possibly come up, and and have a game that we played where that was based on real experience. So there was always some sort of gap where we were like, oh, well, I mean, we never played this tech path, but people people play that, so that exists, so we need to talk about it. But like, how could it honestly based, be based off of our experience? So I really like the idea of us being more honest and quit lying to people so much. Because I, I mean, we love to lie, <laughs> but maybe we should stop. <laughs> Unaligned Magi says, I miss Play of the Week. I do too. Uh, Play of the Week got to a point where we just kept getting more or less the same stories over and over. I didn't want to just retell the same kind of like an extra stalled four times and then did a thing. Like you that, mean a sorrel. It was old. always a sorrel. It was did like, extra? Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, but tell me about something cool extra did for once. No, they didn't. <laughs> um, so, but I'm I am a hundred percent as now that people have the game, start submitting your Prophecy of Kings plays of the week. Oh we will yeah, hundred percent do it's back, a Disappearing Life within like a couple months. I want I would like to do one, and I would like to bring back Play of the Week as a as a weekly feature for sure. Totally. Should we? Uh, is this where we wrap up this episode? We have 24 hours. I mean, it's like we could just sit here and talk forever, but I want to make sure the episode itself is meaningful content. So, yeah. Should we do some Arbor Echo? <laughs> so we, so we waited for an hour to no. ask that question? What the? We refused to accept I, I said in the episode that I that I do not accept Arbor Echo, uh, Arata, although I will point this out. So I put, a, I put the call out 
because, uh, and this might be interesting for you to know, Dane, um, we don't have any video footage and you know how much we, we have video footage of people playing Twilight Imperium, whether it's us or people playing tournaments. We had no, in three years, we had no video footage of someone winning an Arborek game. So I decided that there was like a conspiracy going on where they've actually <laughs> never won. And in fact, I've won a game as Arborek, but I, did I? You know what I mean? <laughs> Am I in on it? I can't trust myself, okay? However, I just want to say for the record, Pink just sent me video, and I haven't reviewed it yet, so it might be fake. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe Pink's oh, in no. on it. I don't know. I can't trust anybody right now. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I may have video footage of an Arborek win, so we'll see. We'll see what happens yeah. with that. But that's my, that's my errata. I don't have anything else to say about it. I'll do I'll do one other thing of Arata, which is just that we didn't talk about warfare enough and people uh, want to talk more about warfare. The thing with warfare is I guess you can do it and everybody keeps talking like it's okay to do it. But anytime I leave my home system and the system in front of my home system completely empty, uh, I get trashed. So I guess I was supposed to include that and I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's not a thing I've ever been allowed to do. So I guess if your meta allows you to stretch that <laughs> are out there then yeah play arborek that way you're probably gonna have a very good game because your table doesn't want to punish you that was matt i just want to say for the record matt that was the sweetest tone you've ever taken for an errata <laughs> i've ever heard you sounded like a content creator that truly appreciates feedback and, <laughs> and likes it <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's got to be the end of it right there that's i don't I know you can't to top that it. i'm not to, i no, i'm not i, I want to thank our weird bears farganess tg welch brian bot bot callowin billy and squeamish emu and our space kitties naderade patience is a virtue Bolly, polyphony requiem rys gaskio dark jutsu absol is toria ready action visionist brave sir robin <laughs> uncle batty frank g we also have a new weird bear that i didn't add to my list who is it who is that new oh son of leto of course yeah. son of leto new weird bear thank you for joining up Heck thank you yeah. to all of our patrons for being a part of the team you can follow us on itunes or wherever you get podcasts and give us five star rating because why not i dare you i dare you to do it coward you won't i dare you to write a review for another podcast you like and then give us five Wait, stars and their review so i'm actually trying to steal coverage of the election in our podcast go to our podcast click five oh, stars and in the no not don't even do that one do hey, like Rob, Nate silver you really nailed it this time <laughs> Yeah, he'd appreciate that. Uh, what about like if you like my favorite murderer, you should write oh, your review for that one and then just send it our way. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to. I want to thank Dane. Thank you, Dane, for joining us. Thanks for oh, hanging out with us today. I didn't do anything. I'm just here for moral support. <laughs> we needed it. Uh, what? The other exciting thing is we don't have it uh, coming up immediately, but within the next month or so, you recorded a fireside chat with Alex. So we're going to have another little talk with you. I'm excited for that. I have no idea what you all talked about today. Any spoilers? <laughs> I, know, I know that I had planned to rant about rules questions, and then it just literally never came up, and I, we talked about other stuff instead. Do, do you have any, any last-minute uh, rules question rants you want to go on right now as we... Show up. No, you no. sure? No, no, I don't want to. <laughs> you want to ostracize the rules questions audience? I'll, I'll shame people. For, I'll, I'll, I'll shame people for one one situation of rules questions. The type. It's not a specific one. So I get these rules questions that are like, all right, here's this component, and there are two possible 
readings of this component. <laughs> and in one reading, the game is completely unplayable afterwards and core mechanics of the game break down. And in the other reading, um, play can continue as normal, which is the proper reading. <laughs> and I look at those and I'm just like, what? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. I think that's a good outro. I yeah, think that's, that's it. Good. Oh, uh, uh, l- actually, one, one more thing. I just wanted to thank EJ, but... Sure. Are, are we are we still in the episode or are we out of that? I'm sorry, EJ. Know. Your thank you didn't. I don't think it made no, it. No, it's I. It's fine. <laughs> Credits now. EJ got thanked after I said the thing. Pax <laughs> It should be like on an undertone. Like you have to really like turn down. You have to mess with the levels. That's good.